Well, hello, everybody, and thanks for uh, listening to The Brian Oak Show. It's a very clever name. My name happens to be Brian Oak. You know, after 25 years in radio, uh, it took about 15 years for me to realize that nobody used their actual name. My name actually happens to be Brian Oak, and I'm very glad that you've decided to come along on this particular journey, which this is only our second step, our second ever episode. I have no idea where it's going. I have no idea what we're going to do. Now, I do know this. Got a couple of great songs on the way and a couple that I've never heard before that I'm very interested to learn about. We're going to be talking to a local entrepreneur and bon vivant by the name of Jared Brewington, who's one of the most charming people I've ever met in my entire life. Um, but as we kick things off here, I also want to thank our studio sponsor, Smart Start MN, and the studio that we're in is foolproof here in Northeast Minneapolis. This is absolutely a Twin Cities-based podcast, and as I said, my name is Brian Oak. You know, I um, had a weird week. I started off with my monthly DJ gig, so of course, on the first podcast, I was going on about two hours of sleep, and then last night, couldn't sleep either, and then slept the whole day away, so the show's going to be really well prepped. It's going to be super good today, Sean. How do you feel about it? I feel great. Okay, good, good. I wish I did. That being said, when I woke up and took a look at social media, everybody was talking about the indictment hearings. And here's the deal. I am not a political wonk. I do not pretend to understand the vagaries or the intricacies of everything that's going on right now. But I do know this. I, and this is going to sound weird because this this isn't a political podcast. It's not a podcast that has an axe to grind. We're not going to be crusaders ever on this show. My goal is to get us all back to the middle, to make us all feel like we live in the same place, to slow down the rhetoric, slow down the hatred, slow down the fire, and everything I was reading was the exact opposite of that. Nobody wanted to talk about it like there was a real thing going on, and I think, Sean, I speak for both of us when I say that uh, America benefits from a marketplace of ideas. I have, and I know you do as well, considerable number of friends who are conservative, possibly socially, intellectually, economically, whatever the case may be. And those are people that I think, I, mean, I, I happen to lean pretty far left, not like wildly left. I'm not, you know, don't have any black bandanas that are, well, okay, I have one black bandana I wrap <laughs> over my face every once in a while, but that's not my normal aspect. And, um, but I feel like when we all sit down, we learn, we grow, we get stronger by learning more about the people around us and finding the common points as opposed to the separate points. It's my entire philosophy. And um, so I'm not mad at conservatives. I, you know, I, don't, I maybe don't agree with a lot of the things they have to say, but I think that it's an important voice in American political and public discourse. That being said, this giant orange sherbet, monster who sits on the throne right now yes is not a conservative he is a tyrant and it, it, it's not the same thing so i'm not saying impeach him today i'm just saying where are the reasonable conservative voices like in the coming weeks on this show we are going to find people who are conservatives and we're not going to go out of our way to find people who are like you guys are absolutely right that's not what i want what i want to know is how conservatives have capitulated their reasonable decent approach to normal life or at least a reasonable conservative viewpoint what are they capitulating for the supreme court what 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 happened what's going on i don't know i watched a, a couple hours of the impeachment hearings today the thing that, got, that struck me is the same thing you're saying that i have friends who are conservatives and some family members as well we have similar values it's just the way we go about getting to making the country better might be a little bit different in the way that we look at things but this guy's just so over-the-top narcissistic with me, my, and I, with the things that he's doing, and then, uh, you know, attempting to – the thing that killed me about this, if I can go into it a little bit, is, you know, you got you, you do have the extremists saying, well, Hillary and Benghazi, and I'll be the first one to say she made a mistake, you know, and, and she probably should have known that, and people died because of it. Well, today what they said, uh, the, the two ambassadors that, uh, that were over there – uh, they said there are people dying every. There were people dying every single day while they waited for the four hundred million dollars uh, in in help. So that's not okay either, you know. And and doing that because you're trying to get uh, some information on the Bidens, you know, I, I do whatever you want to do, except for the fact when it comes to, you know, the the money that we're trying to do to, to, to trying to give to help the Ukrainians. 
fight the Russians who are who are looking for any kind of vulnerability they can find to go in and essentially take over Ukraine, which is their real goal. Up Long to term. and including the President of the United States of America. Yes. And I understand this is the issue that's at hand when we're talking about impeachment. But we're also talking about deregulating almost every environmental regulation that mattered in the last 50 years. We're talking about undermining almost everything. That ch- By the way, the ch- okay, this is not going to be a political show. Hi, I'm Brian Oak. Uh, this <laughs> is the Brian Oak Show, but it's all anybody was talking about today was the impeachment hearings. And again... I- I'm waiting for the sort of, you know, when they talk about the silent majority, I'm waiting for that quiet, reasonable conservative base to rise up and be like, this guy doesn't represent us. This guy is a crazy person. And I I don't know that we're going to see it. And so I'm not saying you have to, I'm not like, but her emails, I'm not, I'm not making an impeachment rant, but I am saying we can all do better if we sit down and talk but not let crazy people have the reins. And that's it. And so, interestingly enough, I've had friends that are conservatives that have actually called me and they've had that conversation where they're like, hey, man, uh, just between you and me, I'm not putting this on social media or anything. <clears throat> but yeah, I agree. This guy's over the top. And he could cost, my friends that are conservative and have been for life are like, this could cost us for 20 years, this guy. And, and the people that are just hooking their, you know, hooking themselves to uh, T-Rump, you know, it's just, it's for me. They're going to die it, by it. It's know? all about the Supreme Court because if, if you if you tip the Supreme Court, which is already happening, yep. it's going to last longer than you or I do. My name is Brian Oak. His name is Sean Bernard, and he's my business partner and also running the show tonight, which I appreciate very very much. We'll talk more about Sean in just a little bit. We are going to listen to a song right here, but when we come back, you got to stick around because I'm one of those good Catholic boys who tries to do right by his parents. I love my parents. Growing up, my parents were my very, very favorite. I knew people who hated their parents, but I love my parents. And my mom knows I'm going through kind of a weird transition right now. Lost my job a few months ago. Things are a little up in the air. And I got a text from her earlier that said, okay, well, I feel like I've waited the appropriate amount of time. Um, What's going on? Well, I'm going to tell my mom on the show right here, the Brian Oak Show, just ahead. But in the meantime, a great band, one of my favorites in recent years. This band is called, they're Welsh, by the way. They're called The Future of the Left. And this song is The Limits of Battleships on The Brian Oak Show. Ships, two drinks, two drinks, two drinks, two 
of coal. Three drinks for the pilots, four drinks for the permanent residents, five drinks on the golf course, no drinks for the enemy combatants, no drinks for the door staff, no drinks for the tireless testers, no drinks. Like a liar's tongue. He shot like a liar's tongue. An old colonial snack with pastry on his arm. And it burns like writer's block. It burns like writer's block. But there's no girls on the team. There's no girls on the team. He shot like a liar's tongue. He shot like a liar's tongue. Colonial slack With straight on his arm And it burns like Rider's block It burns like Rider's block But there's no girls On the team No girls on the team It's weird when you are a grown man, well, well into middle age like myself. By the way, I'm Brian Oak. This is The Brian Oak Show. It's a new podcast, second episode. It's weird when you find somebody who can get that same thing churning in your guts that you had when you were a teenager. Like when I first found punk rock, you know, growing up in the wild cul-de-sacs of Coon Rapids. (laughs) (laughs) Dead Kennedys scared me. It was the first time in my life I was genuinely scared. It was the first time in my life that I believed like, holy shit, the government's not on my side? There are people who don't have my best interest at heart. There are people who are actually actively working against me. Dead Kennedys changed my perspective on everything forever. And then years later, the Welsh band McCluskey came along, fronted by Andy Falcus. And Andy Falcus has gone on to front a couple other bands, uh, Christian Fitness and the one we heard right there, The Future of the Left. And that song is... Oh, the limits of battleships. Um, super quick story. I was once in the 7th Street entry to see McCluskey before they broke up. And I was so enthusiastic, Sean. This is going to come as a surprise to you. I was so enthusiastic and possibly just a little tuned up that I went right up front and center, right in front of Andy. And in between every single song, I screamed, Kitchens, what are you thinking? <laughs> Which is one of their songs. And I was, I, was, I was relentless. I was an idiot. And he would have, especially in a place like the entry, like he would have been completely within his rights to take his guitar and smash me in the face. I was standing that close to him. And instead what he did was he's like, look, we're going to play it. We're all gentlemen here, right? And I got real quiet real fast and I moved to the back of the room. I was like, oh, God damn it. I hate when I'm an ass. I really do. (laughs) I think everybody's had an ass moment at a concert. Uh, Psychedelic Furs. Yeah. Uh, What's the name of the lead singer? Uh, Robert, somebody or other? Yes. No, I, uh, Richard. Richard something or other. Well, anyway, they were a staple for me, and apparently I was so tuned up that I shook his hand about 12 times, 12 different times, not just one time. Sure My buddy's fine, like, hey, uh, you know, you might want to give him a little space there. <laughs> no? Are you sure? Is that, is that the right way to be? There is a social contract. I think that there we is. all there know is. that. Very much, unfortunately. Uh, uh, My name is Brian Oak, by the way. That's uh, Sean Bernard. He is the my co-business partner here, but also producing the show this evening. Richard Butler, by the way, is the name of the guy we're looking for. Very charming man, very wonderful man. Uh, This is the Brian Oak Show, and I want to thank everybody who's been an early adopter on our Patreon account. If you go to Patreon slash the Brian Oak Show, you can become a member, and it's not our long-term funding model, but early on, believe it or not, even for something as silly as a podcast, there are costs. There are things that go along with it because going on, we want to make sure we have bands in. We want to have good producers in. We want to do the right thing and make this as good as it can possibly be. And for VIP members who are $20 or above, you're going to be first invites. You're going to have first access to the things that we do. And in the coming months, we are going to have some live music events. We are going to make sure that there are some premium things. Shit, there might even be tote bags, Sean. What do you think about that? I've already pre ordered. <laughs> All the tote bags. In addition to our Patreon supporters, we do have sponsors. Our studio sponsor, by the way, is Smart Start MN. On the very first uh, podcast, we talked to Ed Cohen from Smart Start. Here's what Smart Start does is they... 
they were sort of the progenitors of this. They were the ones who kind of really brought it around. If you get a DUI, your life is going to get very expensive and extremely difficult. And nobody wants that, right? I mean, like, it's, it's already terrible enough that you made this terrible, terrible choice. And hopefully you never have to call Smart Start MN. But if you do... These are the guys who hook you up. They're the only local company that does this, and what they do is basically have the equivalent of a breathalyzer in your car, so way sooner than you might think, and frankly, I was stunned for much cheaper than you might think, you can start driving again right away. I mean, I've heard stories of people that I know from a friend of a friend who had to get their daughter to daycare for Hmm. three to four months in a cab every day. This was before Lyft and Uber, by the way, which is... Very expensive. So you need to run errands. You need to go to work. You need to get the kid to bassoon lessons, whatever the case might be. Smart Start MN will get you back on the road sooner than you might think. And both Ed Cohen and Mike Friedberg, who are the main guys there, they both grew up here. They are Minnesotans. It's the only local company. It's affordable. Don't get a DUI. That's the bottom line right there. Do not get a DUI. But uh, if you do, you want to get in touch with Smart Start MN. You can get them at smartstartmn.com. And make sure you let them know you heard about it right here on The Brian Oak Show. So both Sean and I, one of the reasons that we get along so well is we are philosophically aligned. But we are also both good Irish boys. We, yes. you know, Regardless of what happens, no matter how it was when you were growing up, we love our families. Yes. Very, very much. And, um, you know, growing up, I knew a lot of people who didn't like their parents. And I always loved both my parents. But that doesn't stop me from being a bad son sometimes. You know, sometimes I'm in touch with my mom as much as I should be. But I'm going through kind of a big transition, right? Haven't worked in a few months. Uh, you know, it's all up in the air. So, of course, mom worries. And mom's the best. And, um... She sent me a message earlier today that said, I am, um, I, uh, yeah, I, um, I've waited long enough. What's going on? How are you? Everything cool? So I'm going to call my mom right now and let her know that everything is definitely not cool and that I'm worried. She might wonder who I am. Oh, I didn't think oh? about that. Hello, mom. Yeah. Hey, uh, so this is my mom, Judy Oak. Mom, so I know, Mom, you've been worried. You know, not worried, but just, you know, checking in because my life's in sort of a transitional phase right now. Um, right. I do a podcast now called, and you're going to love this, The Brian Oak Show. Pretty clever. Right? I love it. Yeah, very. <laughs> well, this is my mom, <laughs> Judy Oak. And, um, Mom, I hate doing this, but 25 years in radio has made me sort of a uh, – sniper on this kind of stuff so you are actually it's not live we're pre-recording it so okay don't worry about it but you're on my podcast right now and i just wanted to call you and let you know that i'm doing relatively speaking okay wonderful i'm (laughs) delighted to hear that i you know i saw this phone number come in on my phone and i'm in northern minnesota and i thought this is a robocall i'm not answering it and then i thought i think brian's supposed to be calling me so i gave it a shot and I'm glad I did. I'm glad you did, too. Uh, that was actually from uh, Sean Bernard, who is both my business partner in the new effort here, The Brian Oak Show, but also a longtime friend. I, I go back to the Rev days with him. He also is a good Irish boy, uh, very family loyal. And um, Sean, Judy, Judy, Sean. Very nice to meet you. You have my number now, Judy, so if you ever need anything, you know, a ride here or there, whatever it takes. <laughs> Wonderful! I'll put it. I'll put it in my directory. Nice to meet you, Sean. Nice to meet you too. Unbelievable! So you are up north. You are hanging out with, uh, on a girls' weekend, and earlier today, at like three, when I was still very much asleep, you said you've been having some wine, and um, you seem relatively cogent for somebody who's been drinking wine all day. I know, but you do you do know your mother. I had like two glasses of wine, and that's why I'm laying down reading a book right now because <laughs> I have to. And I did have dinner, so that helped. I took a shower, and so no, you know that that's about as much as I drink. But I am up here at Grandview with eleven women, and it's been great fun and relaxing and snowing and beautiful and. So, yeah, I'm enjoying myself, but I did want to check in with my son. Did you rent a giant metal shed? Where are 12 of you staying? You know what? This has like seven bedrooms in it. Everybody has bathrooms. It looks on the lake. It's absolutely breathtakingly gorgeous. It's I, wonderful. I wonder if you're in the same spot. So you know how every year I go up with Paul Charchian to do our whiskey weekend? Uh, we have a right. place that has like seven bedrooms and does the whole thing. You might be staying in the same place that I'll be at in February. Oh, my goodness. Now, do you go to Grandview? Every single year. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Well, it very well could be. We're right next to the original pool right off the water, about a half a block, and just down the hill from the main lodge. And uh, yeah, it could be the same spot. Well, Mom, I want I just wanted to check in. I wanted to let you know that I'm okay. I'm sorry that I totally ambushed you on this and put you on the podcast, which, by the way, you can listen to on iTunes and Spotify. Um, but I wanted to check in and let you know I'm okay. I'll call you tomorrow when I actually have some free time and we can actually catch up. But I just wanted to check in and um, and tell you that I love you and give my best to Dad when you talk to him. And I will... Um, I'll be in touch soon. One thing before you go, will you please let everyone know that when I was born, I had a third eye in the middle of my forehead like I was Krishna? Well, you did have a spot in the middle of your forehead. I'm not really sure that that's the official diagnosis, but yes, <laughs> if, that's what you would, <laughs> if that's what you would, if you would like people to no. believe that, then that's fine. Don't damn me with faint praise, mom. A spot <laughs> in the middle of my forehead. It was a giant red circle, literally in the middle of my forehead that kids used to come up to me on the playground and try to pick off because they thought it was a jujube. They did, indeed. And you had it for a long time. The doctors told me, do not worry about it. You're going to be fine. The only thing to be careful is really don't let him ever fall on his face and hit it. And this is a true story. We walked out of the doctor's office and you fell on your face and it broke open in front of the doctor's office. And we turned around and walked back in. But um, it actually took years and years for it to go away. But it's totally gone now, isn't it? Completely gone. But, I mean, it, the, the remnants of it were there through high school. It was faint for sure. But when I was young, I looked like something off of a poster out of Calcutta representing Vishnu. Oh, my goodness. You Either. were this adorable young little boy. And you just happened to have this red thing on your forehead. A giant red <laughs> thing on my forehead, Mom. <laughs> Judy, this is Sean, and if you have any pictures of that thing, uh, please, the actual thing in the middle of his head, text it to me because I've got to, I've got to see that. And, and do you have any any unicorns in your an- ancestry? That's what- <laughs> I'm aware of. No unicorns, but I do okay. indeed have pictures at home of when he was a baby please with that. Text me. Uh, yeah, when pictures. I get home, I will. I'll uh, I'll take a picture of it and I'll send it to you. I have Judy's number. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, Mom. I apologize in advance. Mom, you have a great girls weekend, and give my best to Dad, and I love you very much. I love you, too, and nice meeting you, Sean. Nice to meet you. Love you, Judy. Okay. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Good night, guys. Literally the best. Literally the best. Oh, man. Again, I know a lot of people who, you know, things weren't always so smooth with their parents. I mean, and you don't get me wrong. There were times where I came home and... Uh oh, all my dead Kennedy's records are sitting on the couch. Time for the talk. You know Uh-oh. there was the satanic panic of the eighties. Also, D and D. All my D and D books were out, and my mom was like, "Hey, now, you know, we heard some things at church that, and she's not super oh, churchy God. by any yeah. means, but there was a thing going on, and she's like, you know, like people are talking about this is a way to summon demons, and I'm like, Mom, look at me." Do I look like someone who would have any idea what the hell to do with a demon if I summoned it? Besides the red thing in my head. Oh, that, sorry. Was dude, that gone by then? That, that just let me see into the future and into the past. <laughs> my name is Brian Oak. It's the Brian Oak Show. That was my mom, Judy. Thanks, mom. Sorry I ambushed you like that. His name is Sean Bernard. And now I want to introduce you to somebody who, uh, you know, I'm at the age where I've got enough friends, you know, but every once in a while you meet somebody so charming and so interesting and so unlike the other people around you. You can't help but be drawn into their circle, and we got along right away. I met him once at a pub, very briefly, and then all of a sudden, a couple weeks later, maybe a month or two later, I ran into him at that same pub again, and we have become what I would like to think are actual friends. His name is Jared Brewington. He is a local entrepreneur, a lifer of the Twin Cities, and a local, what I like to think of as a bon vivant, if you don't mind. Jared, how are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me. I think that most people who would recognize your name know you because you founded Funky Grits in South Minneapolis. Where was Funky Grits located? 38th in Chicago, center of the city, South Minneapolis. Uh-huh. And then you, and again, I, I don't mean to make so much out of it, but I know people who work in the administration of the state fair. The state fair is hard to get into. It is a it, The walls are very high there. And you brought your product, Funky Grits, to them, not only did you get in, but you got a prominent spot in the food building and and were recognized almost universally as 
the best new food at the state fair this past year. It was a fun time. It was a busy time. It was a one of a kind. Just walk the next step and figure out what happens. Crazy. It was very crazy. Yeah. So tell me, uh, how did how did Funky Grits come about? I'm a Southside, born and raised, 42nd and 2nd, right in front of 35W. My father, my grandmother were all born and raised in that house. So we were a legacy family in the neighborhood, pre-35W as well. So I just had an interesting experience, which was just mine. But as I grew up, it became more unique to be a family that had multiple generations in South Minneapolis or just the city itself because we are transplant heavy, which is great. We welcome all wonderful, talented people to come here and work hard or grift. <laughs> I don't actually welcome grifters. Either, either, either. I'm going to be honest. I'm not really big on grifters. It's coming whether you like it or not. <laughs> you just have you have to keep your head on a swivel. Absolutely. That being said, Minneapolis is a really great city. I think for a lot of people who, even still, I mean, many Minneapolis's legacy has been recognized for a long time. But I think there are still a ton of people on the coasts who think of it as flyover country. That it's not a it's not a cultural destination. You know, every once in a while, one or two things will pop up. But it, you know, I, I think that there is a. It sounds silly and it sounds defensive and it sounds homerish, but I think there's still a heavy bias. But this town has an incredible culinary legacy, musical legacy, art legacy, theater legacy, cultural legacy, musical like all of it. I mean, it, there's so much going on here, and you added significantly to it. So I know that Funky Grits is not a thing anymore. Tell me what you're doing now. Funky Grits is. It's a thing. Well, it's still it's a, a thing. Le- it's Sorry. the brand. It's, of course, the 38th in Chicago space. We opened August 2018. Within that year, we had some critical success. We were visible enough for the state fair to come say hello to us and offer us an opportunity of a lifetime. So which, wait, you didn't petition took. them. They came to you? That is how it happened. We, Wild. We, we try to be very loud with how much we love everyone. We couldn't call that PR, but I just like to tell everyone what we're doing over here. And however and whoever, uh, the boss, Nikki, came to meet us at an event that we were doing with the um, Craft Brewers Guild, Winterfest, annual Winterfest. And we were one of the food vendors paired up with four, four breweries. And there she was in front of me, and she had a couple of the f- items, and she gave me her card and said, we've got to talk. And so she secret shopped us at another time and when we set up the meeting it was a foregone conclusion to her but it was all new information to me so i was at funky grits a few times and i very much enjoyed your product but grits are definitely although not unknown in the north much more of a southern thing what is a grit is it like an insect it's No disrespect intended. Strange enough. No disrespect intended. The fact that I've told corn farmers what grits were in Minnesota was mind-boggling to me. True story. Is it a grain? It's it's corn. Stone ground corn. Coarse ground. I never knew that. Yep. But then like just rolled into a little thing or? Uh, Stone ground. You could take a donkey around and... A pestle, if you want to, in a circle. I However, don't have a, however Jared, Jared, I don't have a donkey. <laughs> exactly. Sure you don't. <laughs> but you, you, you grind it. You cook it slow. The donkey. Don't let the, it boil. Oh, the 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 donkey. The donkey meat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to go with the grits. No. Let's the, be very clear. Grits. Jared Brewington is one of the smartest <laughs> and most interesting people I've ever met, and there is no donkey or donkey byproduct in anything that he markets or sells. That is also true. Uh, <laughs> and you cook it slow, and it's a great vehicle for all kind of flavors. Some people have only known sweet style of grits. Some have known the sugar and pepper version. And the diversity that I knew in the south side of Minneapolis is where Funky Grits came from. That coupled with my musical family history and just loving soul music and knowing that, in my mind, soul music and comfort food will last forever together. Well, the fact that it was such a unique destination and a unique food stuff for this particular market is why the State Fair took notice. Because it never had anything like it before. Uh, And so it it was amazing. Um, We're going to get to some of your history and talk more about that because... 
I've never heard you tell a story that's not interesting. Part of it is your innate charm, but part of it is you've lived one of the coolest lives I've ever heard about. His name is Jared Brewington, local entrepreneur who has very big things in store, and I'm excited to see what he does next because it's already moving in the right direction. But let's go ahead and get into your first song. Sean, what are we going to play first by by him? No, not, not by him, but which, which one of Jared's songs are we going to play first? Oh, we're going to play uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire first, right? In the stone. I thought you were going to set it up with him and then have him. Oh, I was going to. Okay. I just did, I didn't know what we were going into oh, first. Okay. I didn't know which one we were well, going to play right first. There, Brian, you can ask him if you want to. Jared, what song are we going to hear right here? <laughs> Good evening. Hi, how are you? I'm fantastic. The oh. song I've chosen for tonight is In the Stone <laughs> by Earth, Wind, and Fire. I deserve that. Goes back to my... <laughs> High school days, I was grooving Earth, Wind, and Fire when I was preteen in high school. It was just, I don't know, that 16th notes are fun. In the Stone just was a my get-it-going song. What is the over-under in Vegas right now on the number of people who were initially in Earth, Wind, and Fire? About 25? I think it changed with every show. Okay. <laughs> They could add 20 to the horn section at any given moment. That being said, Earth, Wind, and Fire is a fantastic jam, shall we? Let's do this. All right, Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's the Brian Oak Show.
It's the Brian Oak Show. Oh, there's more. It is the Brian Oak Show. Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know, I had all these great music stories I wanted to talk about tonight, but... I'm starting to think maybe we should just make this an earth, wind, and fire show. Son of a bitch, that was good, man. That was a rocking one. Unbelievable. Uh, Jared Brewington is our guest here this evening on The Brian Oak Show, local entrepreneur. And you told me that that song holds a special place in your heart. And while you were talking, while we played the song, you brought up a Sony Walkman, which I have two working Sony Walkmans in my house. And it's hard for people to imagine today but that used to be your only mobile option. It was revolutionary. It was. I still have tapes, and I and I cherish them. And that song, I have the tape that I used to play that on in junior high and high school in the morning. I'm not going to denigrate that. You know, the vinyl revolution has been a very important part of my life. I never sold any of my vinyl that I old, owned from back in the old days. And when it first started to come back, I was like... It's a fad, but uh, this year it looks like for the first time ever it's uh, on pace to outsell uh, CDs, which, again, nobody's buying CDs anymore either, but for the first time since the 90s. That being said, some bands are starting to release demos or do special things on cassette. I know that it was important back then, that it was the only way to go mobile. It's a terrible medium. They stretch out, man. They stretch out. And they, they burn. They're not good. They're not. That being said, that being said, they they did hold a place in all of our lives with what we thought was the best mobile base that you could find coming off of a tape into your headphones. Even if it wasn't mobile, I remember uh, I was in love so much with "Devil Went Down to Georgia" by the Charlie Daniels Band <laughs> nice. that I took an old Mac Davis cassette from my mom and put tape over the tabs on the top oh, yeah. and waited for it to get played on the radio. So the ending and the beginning were always screwed up, but I was able to listen. To a full 90 minutes of The Devil Went Down to Georgia at my leisure. That was two years' work right there, and you're welcome. My name is Brian Oak. It's The Brian Oak Show. Thanks to everybody who's already jumped on board at Patreon. If you have not yet and you feel so inclined, it's patreon.com slash The Brian Oak Show. You can also go to Twitter at The Oak Show to get more information there as well. That's part of our funding model here for what we do. The other part is sponsorship. And my business partner, Sean Bernard, who has been pressed into service this evening as producer, which he did not sign up for, but I appreciate it very much. Sean. I'm running a board like it's 1991. Exactly. <laughs> when I was doing radio in the middle of South Dakota. What kind of uh, what kind of cassettes you got over there? I have a pretty cool cassette of uh, Bonnie Tyler that I have with me right now, and I it's actually all of her B sides. Really You're solid stuff. a dirty liar. She didn't have B-sides, man. I, I do own three Bonnie Tyler records, by the way. Anyway, Sean Bernard, in addition to being a friend, an ally, my co-conspirator in the Brian Oak Show, is also a realtor at Edina Realty at the 50th in France office. And he has lived here, lived here most of his life. He knows the market. And the reason I signed on with Sean is because I've known him for 25 years, maybe longer. And I trust him. I like him. He is philosophically aligned i actually and i'm not trying to kiss your ass just because you're running the board and are controlling my <laughs> mic levels i actually i actually like him i think that you're good at what you do what's your favorite thing about being a realtor uh i just like to help people yeah and it's really cool to watch people find the house that they love or in some cases sell the house that they used to love and they want to cash out of it's just cool seeing them uh go through that process and be at peace with it uh, because it's it can be a really, really stressful thing. Been there. So I, I like that a lot. I like it when you say my name, too. I want to mention that. But there's one person that is a good friend of mine. I like the way he says my name a little bit better. Check listen, this out. Listen to this. Did you hear James Brown say Sean Bernard? I heard it. Is anything better than that? Jared heard it. I, I heard, heard it. it. Funky grips. <laughs> How the hell do you know James Brown, or did you know James Brown? He is. Uh, he's my godfather. Well, that's fine. He, well, yes, exactly. <laughs> he, he's actually everyone's godfather yes, to Joy Soul's music. But um, you trailed off. Oh, what, what did he? What, <laughs> I did. What, I did, what, I did. What did he really say there? I don't it, know, but, but I, I swear ha- it sounds like Sean Bernard. We had that. Sean uh, Bernard. We had that record Sean when Bernard. I was a kid, and I would. I heard it, and I was like, I don't know where I'm. Like James is. 
He's singing to me. Yeah. This is it. Crazy. I believe. Well, But now you're not crazy because we've all heard it. Weird. He said Sean Bernard. This is the Brian Oak Show. Sean Bernard, both my business partner and a sponsor on the show. He's a realtor for Edina Realty at 50th and France, but he serves the entire metro. If you are ready to make a move, it's just time, or you're looking for a new house, you can call Sean. By the way, before I give you his phone number, I want to say this in all honestly, honesty. I don't ever give anybody a ringing endorsement unless I believe in what they do or I like them as a person. I would have never signed on with them to do this for... Well, frankly, living, hopefully, fingers crossed. Am I right? If I didn't trust him, I trust this guy. Sean, 612-859-2594. 612-859-2594. And just to follow that up, uh, two very quick things. One, if you're interested in sponsoring the show, give me a call at that same number, and we will meet. We want to make sure that you make sense for the show uh, and that Brian does believe in your business and what you're doing. But uh, we're only allowing a few more sponsors on the show. And so we do have one that's going to be starting next week, mm-hmm. and uh, she will be on the show. I don't want to mention that one yet, but uh, please uh, give me a call. And the last thing I was going to say is it is Give to the Max Day tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Whether you want to support us through Patreon or the Warming House is the group that anybody who buys or sells with me gets a free membership for a year for two to the Warming House, and then I do a donation uh, to the Warming House as well uh, out of the sale. It doesn't come out of their you know, cost in any way right. comes out of my commission, but I just like to be able to give back to a local nonprofit music venue. One of the reasons that I signed on with Sean is he believes in the place that he grew up in. He believes in this community. And that's one of my favorite things about our guest this evening, Jared Brewington. He, born and raised, wanted to do something great for the community, became a huge part of the state fair this last year. But you're also involved with a number of nonprofits, yeah? That's correct. I'm, uh, I've been very lucky enough to have most of my professional development come from the things that I've done in the volunteer side of my life. Cool. Which goes to show you why volunteering is should be a huge part of all of our lives. One, it it's it's an it's an immediate serotonin, uh, if if you want to think of it that way. But also, you, there's just so much that you can learn from working with other professionals who came together with volunteer and the mission or programs in mind of the organization that they wanted to support. One of them is Bountifield International, a 38-year-old organization that provides post-harvest tools to women farmers, primarily in Africa, and YouthLink, based here in Minneapolis. Both are. um, Bountifield is uh, downtown, and YouthLink is also downtown. YouthLink is 40 years old, and they've been providing resources and services to homeless and housing-challenged youth ages 16 to 24. So I've been very humbled to have been asked on that board in this last year. I think a lot of people on planet Earth are, certainly in America, are busy. They feel haggard. They wonder why their life is so difficult. They wonder why, oh, this thing, oh, no, new transmission. Whatever the case may be. But I guess my point is that it's very easy to disappear up your own ass and have a personal pity party. It really is. is, I've never found anything more. I did six years working at a nonprofit before I got into radio many moons ago. I've never found anything that gets you out of your own ridiculousness more than volunteering. Not only because of what you can learn, but because we, well, all three of us in this room, we love the community. We like people. We try to do better by other people. But man, if you're ever looking for therapy, therapists are expensive and maybe you really need some. Maybe you need some medication. But I'm telling you, man, you go down to a food shelf, you go work at an organization, you go volunteer a couple hours a week, you will be rejuvenated. And not because you're like, I'm amazing. Look at the cool thing I did. Because you're part of something bigger than it's not just you. And and there's low-hanging volunteer volunteer opportunity, mm-hmm. you know. But if you take what you care about personally, what what you emote from naturally, there's an organization that, that does the thing that, that makes your heart swell or things that make you feel sad or, or holes in the world. You can do your part to support that in, in its vision or through your, through your time, resources, or your own connections because they're all valuable to organizations. Yeah, we live in dark times, and there's never been a better time to get involved with a nonprofit organization Animal shelter, something for kids. One of the two you mentioned. Will you mention both those real quick again one more time? Bountifield International, mm-hmm. bountifield.org, and YouthLink, youthlink.org. Uh, YouthLink has been providing uh, these, these apartments and meal services, access to mental health care, physical, uh, physical care, and uh, opportunities and resources to arts 
Uh, my business is an intern business, so those that live in the Youth Link um, funded apartments and the subsidized living that they have come to work at uh, restaurants like Funky Grits or other other spaces in the Twin Cities that provide them opportunities to. It's not shining. It's not. Well, someone uh, the executive director said, and it was it was of uh, her name is Dr. Heather Hughesby. She said it's not. They're not diamonds that just need shining. They're just freaking diamonds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's well pretty said. good. You His know. name is Jared Brewington. He is a local entrepreneur and just also he's one of these guys that has a light coming out of the top of his head. Every time I'm around him, I'm like, none of my stories are anywhere near this good. Damn, I love this guy. So we don't have a ton of time left and I want to get to your second song, but I would like to hear, I remember the second time we met, maybe it was the first time, might have been the second, it doesn't matter. You, in addition to being fun to be around, also come from as many people do, a wonderful family, but your family has a musical legacy here in the Twin Cities. So my grandmother's younger sister grew up in the house that we grew up in. She she moved away to find her life outside of the, the Midwest in Minneapolis that she thought was just a little little too constrained for her her chocolate tone. <laughs> Understood. You know, she, Understood. So she went to she went to Chicago and she got a job at Playboy Enterprises in, in the office. I'm sorry, are we talking about Hugh Hefner's Playboy magazine? Hugh Hefner's Playboy magazine. Indeed. That took her to Beverly Hills where she ran human resources for about 16 years for Hugh Hefner. Wait a minute, wait a wow. minute, wait a minute. Playboy magazine had a human resources department? Well, they called it personnel back then. There we go, oh, yeah. there we go. And I believe they wore shoulder pads and smoked at their desks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sounds like civilization to me. Exactly. Sounds like how I used to want to work when I was younger. Uh-huh. I want to smoke cigarettes at work. It's cool. And wear bo- shoulder pads. what bosses do. <laughs> yeah, I don't want any shoulder pads. I'm, <laughs> no. I know I have soft sloping shoulders, but shoulder pads aren't going to help. I bet my aunt was wearing shoulder pads with her business attire. Well, that's back what we're, then, yeah, you we're, know, we're with you. We're just having you fun. Know, yeah, yeah. And, and so, and, and, right, and so in, her, in her bringing a lot of family members out there to get jobs out in the exterior, you know, some insecurity or just operations. Uh, she met a soul legend to be. His name was Sonny Tillman from oh Baltimore, Maryland. And they got married had my best friend and cousin Christy and Sonny was uh inducted the Orioles and Sonny were inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 95 I think that was Aerosmith year so cool and as the influencer early influencers the first one of the first duop bands you know coming out of Baltimore Maryland and uh it's too soon to know late 40s 48 or 7 mm-hmm. they hit number 1 R&B charts and then they did Crying in the Chapel what are you doing New Year's wow. Eve hey little mama and they were rocking. Unreal. And so Uncle Sonny, that was just the family legacy. Funny story, Aunt Linda, when they divorced, she dated Gene Chandler during the Duke of Earl hit hit song days. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> See, what I, what I said before when every time I'm around Jared Brewington, <sighs> he doesn't have any regular stories. They're all like, oh, and then this one time I picked up Thor's hammer and defeated the trolls <laughs> and brought on Ragnarok. His name is Jared Brewington. I love having you here, man. We do have to start to wrap things up. What is the second song that you're going to play for us? This song is called Did Dat by Gary Clark Jr. It was from his uh, recent release uh, this last year, and it just reminds me of the time in my life right now where somebody just punched me in the face and took my heart and life, and we got married, and she's my business partner. We've got amazing things happening, but she just she's she stole everything out of me and put on all the the good parts that I thought I were good of me, and and I I've never been the same since, and I've never been away from her since. And so this song is at the end this solo because he's Jesus on guitar. It's the sound of how you feel based on the lyrics that he's just said it before it. So it leads up to. A crying guitar, and it's amazing. Jared Brewington does not have any boring stories ever, like including that one right there. Here's Gary Clark Jr. It's the Brian Oak Show. Thanks for listening. I see you 
Damn, you were not wrong, man. My only regret is I've had several opportunities. I've never seen him live and as great a mastermind on the guitar as he is in the studio. I can only imagine the live show is even more incendiary. Absolutely. I missed the Surly show. I was I was working. Yeah. I well, and I, I think it, for me back when I was still doing radio, I'm like, "Oh no, man, I got up at 4 a.m. today. I'm not going to that." Yeah, right. <laughs> it's well, stupid. That that song's about love and I'm about love. I I have to. Too much shit comes at you so much. Our own brains, you know. I got ordained last month because my friends Sam and Coral asked me to marry them the day before Thanksgiving wow. this month. And I'm just a goofy love 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 goofball. And they seriously wanted me to marry them. And I seriously accepted because I I think we can add a little little seriousness and fun to their, their vows. But I was really shocked that they thought that I should marry them. Now I feel like uh, kind of a bad person for using all this coarse language on the podcast this evening. I didn't realize we were in the presence of a holy Whoa. man. Reverend Dr. J. Allen Bruant. <laughs> nice. His name Can is I get a witness? Jared Brewington. And again, I'm telling you, man, I, I'm old enough that I got enough friends, but uh, every once in a while you meet somebody that just sort of changes the whole bit. His name is Jared Brewington, and he's got big things on the way in the future. There's too much to talk about tonight, so will you come back? I would I would like to ask you if I can come back, Brian Oak. I already asked if you would come back, Jared Brewington. Thank you, Brian Oak. Okay. <laughs> Before we let you go, I do want to mention that we do have one other sponsor on the show, that you, as a good friend and an enthusiastic early endorser of this new project, whatever shape it takes form in, hooked us up with a group called Audio Quip. And you can find them at AudioQuip, as in short for equipment, AudioQuip.com. Nate, Topher, Patrick, and Rob were all great. Met them all that day. But it goes back to 1979. They started a long time ago. They've done all kinds of sound for impossible bands over the years. And their enthusiasm to be part of the Brian Oak Show was also wild. Uh, I just want to say thank you, man, for making AudioQuip part of this process. Cool people meet cool people. Cool things happen. Weird. It's weird. But also awesome. Well, you know, let's keep doing cool things. Agreed. Thank you very much, Jared. Thank you for having me. You Thanks, rock. Jared. And you, and you deserve this, and this is going to be big. And you've set up people, and now people are going to set you up. Don't make me cry, Jared. It's not <laughs> cool, man. There's something not cool about a grown man crying. We go back to my 14 years old listening to what... We called alternative music. Well, there there is that actually, because Grandpa is moving on in years. There's no question. <laughs> I want to thank AudioQuip dot com. Uh, also, want to thank Smart Start MN, a studio sponsor here, and uh, my friend Sean Bernard, who works at Edina Realty at the 50th and France office. If you're looking to make a move, he is absolutely the guy to check out. Six one two eight five nine twenty five ninety four. Also, Foolproof Studios. And just because it's only the second show, we're not going to thank him every time but we've had some really good people jump on early in addition to jared in addition to audio quip in addition to the people i just mentioned dear friend of mine dave gatsmer came up with our logo which is going to look fucking mint on a tote bag <laughs> um <clears throat> i want to thank amy stellfield Bartell, who's working on our website uh and rebecca slater who took the yeah. earliest photographs and don't judge her too harshly she only had this to work with I, it doesn't matter how good you are there's only so much you can do with what's happening here in front of me Gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Sean. And thank you, Jared. Uh, it's time for us to get out of here. We're already over time. I always think, like, how are we going to fill up an hour? And I'm like, I want to go another hour, but nobody wants to listen to two hours of this. So let's listen to this because we live in dark and divisive times. And I guess to me, one of the central themes of this show is we are not going to be crusaders. We are not going to get overtly political one way or the other. I want to talk to people from every walk of life, people of every stripe, people of every thought, but I don't want it to get hostile. I don't want it to get loud. I don't want it to get divisive. I want us to find a way to get together. But every once in a while, things get dark enough that you have to say something. You have to. And that's why we're going to end with this. Thanks for tuning in to The Brian Oak Show.
horses On the same that bar crosses Some of those that work forces On the same that bar crosses Some of those that work forces On the same that bar crosses Some of those that work forces Draw the same that bar crosses Yeah! 